welcome to Brad is a Bad Person. My name is Lachlan. I am joined, of course, by Brad and Morgan. Today we're going to be talking about 9-11, and I just want to take a moment to say that obviously 9-11 was a horrific event. Um, whoever perpetrated this just disgusting attack on uh, innocent people deserves to rot in hell. We're obviously going to be joking around this episode, but full respect, uh, we mean absolutely no dishonor to the victims. And as I said, whoever perpetrated this attack, I hope that they're dead already. Uh, Guys. Exactly, yeah. Good job there, mate. On that somber note, uh, how are we? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, I sound like I've deep-throated several men. Cactus. You (laughs) deep-throated a cactus. (laughs) <laughs> Just a normal normal uh, Sunday night for you then, Brad. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> I had a Bucks night last night and decided I would get absolutely shit-faced. So. Excellent. Um, yeah, I sound a little rough. I apologize to anyone who's listening. No worries, mate. No <clears throat> worries. We'll, uh, we'll work with you. All right, thank um, you. Now, as I said in the intro, we are talking about 9-11 today. We're going to be focusing on conspiracy theories around 9-11, uh, we're not going to be talking about the actual event itself. Now, Brad, I've known you for a while. <laughs> I know about I know about your uh, hatred of conspiracy theories, but nine eleven seems to get you more revved up than anything else. Why is that? Well, I mean, uh, apart from the fact that it was probably one of the most videoed events in history up to that date, like there were so many eyes on on New York and Manhattan in general that there's no way that I feel like you can be so disrespectful as to suggest that there was government involvement in, in such a, a widely viewed event. Um, it was probably the first time I remember as a child being deeply affected by world news, um, and I, I just find it incredibly disrespectful for people to to uh, even suggest that what happened didn't happen and that 2,977 innocent people died because of the government or something. It just, just pisses me off, really fucking pisses me off. That's pretty much it. Yeah. If the government is responsible, it absolutely should piss you off, Brad. No, no, but like it, it's pretty obvious that it wasn't like controlled demolitions or plane, uh, you know, cruise missiles disguised as plane. It, it, shit like that, like fucking pisses me off. It's disrespectful to the uh, to the the innocent lives that were lost that day and the ongoing victims, you know, who tried to help and you know they're suffering horrible health defects because of uh, what happened with you know the particles in the air and whatnot. I, I agree. I I agree with you saying that it is disrespectful. Mm. Um, but I think you can't just dismiss something because if it were true, it would be disrespectful. No, 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 no. I'm saying that it, it's so blatantly not true that to to insinuate that even part of it. Um, okay. Is okay. So you're saying that there's so much evidence, evidence to the like, uh, to the contrary of what yes. these people suggest. Yep. Yep. Now you're just done. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. It's like you, you, you have to ignore so much blatant in-your-face evidence, just positive proof of what happened on the day, to actually find these tiny little, uh, you know, tidbits of information that you could say prove a conspiracy, like eyewitness testimony or something that's happening at at the time when there's the least amount of information available. Um, and then say, well, this is evidence that it was a cruise missile because someone said, oh, the plane was white instead of it being the grey that it actually was. You know, shit like that. It's like it, there's so, such minor details. You you can't just pick out like a one eyewitness testimony versus the the thousands of people who saw it happen 
and say, well, this is proof proof positive. It's not. It's fucking disrespectful, and it, it, it gets my goat. Let's put it that way, to say the least. <laughs> I think Brad had something in common with the 9-11 truthers, and that is that they're both extremely passionate about this. I don't have anything in, in uh, common with those fucking cunts. They're, they're, they're very passionate. I'm passionate about it. That is a very good point, Morgan. Um, I think, yes, the truthers are very passionate about it. If, if not more than the people who deny the conspiracies. You mean the debunkers? The debunkers, yes. Yeah, I think that's what the truthers refer to them as. Okay. Yeah, I, I would I would go so far as to say that the truthers are more passionate than the debunkers. Oh, for sure. You'd have to be more passionate. I was, I was thinking about this, and I think the three biggest conspiracies that uh, really get people going are uh, 9-11, JFK, and the mm. Holocaust. I think they're the they're the ones that the people focus on the most and get really really intense about. Moon landings is up there as well. Yeah, true, true. But the like that one, it's not usually like nefarious. Whereas nine eleven, JFK, and the Holocaust are all they think it's like nefarious behind the scenes stuff. Whereas moon landing is more just explained away as oh they were trying to make the Russians look bad, which isn't you know, nefarious. There's no. I should stop saying. There's that. no emotion. There's no emotion behind the um, moon landing. Yeah, true. No, no. Well, because that was just a like a, an American, like a pinnacle of achievement, Space as opposed Space. to yeah. Like, I mean, well, as opposed to you know people dying, essentially. Precisely, exactly. That's that's what I mean. True. Yeah. Well, so there was no there was no loss of life anyway. A couple of months ago, I got a I got a piece of paper in my letterbox. It wasn't in a letter. It was just somebody had dropped it in, and it had links to three YouTube videos. And one of the YouTube videos was about this um, woman who was who grew up in some satanic cult and was abused. And another one was about, like, it just linked to this channel that talked about mind control and, like, uh, elites and globalists and, like, yeah, even Holocaust denial and stuff. But then the third one was, like, this huge video, like, two or three hours about this guy um, debunking, well, you know, saying that 9-11 was an inside job and why they did it and all this stuff. So, like, this guy had actually <laughs> put it in my letterbox. And I remember looking at that video. I didn't, I couldn't watch it because it was very bland. It was just one guy with, like, a face cam chatting. But yeah. um, there was a comment on the video and a guy said, like, hey, did anyone else get this in their letterbox? I live in Melbourne. Ha, ha. <laughs> and then some other dude was like, yeah, I got it in my letterbox this morning. I live in Footscray. And Footscray is across the other fucking side of the city. Like, if you were to drive from my house to Footscray, you'd have to drive across the city. It would take you, like, 45 minutes. So, I don't know if this guy's just like, oh, I'll just pick this suburb today and fucking... <laughs> He's got reach, mate. He's got reach. Yeah. That's why. Uh, that's how... The truth must be known. Exactly. That's how intense they are about this sort of stuff, I guess. Oh, I mean, I guess if you've got no job because you're retarded. Um, <laughs> I'm making some sweeping assumptions here, but... Uh, You've probably got time to drive around and put fucking <laughs> pamphlets in people's letterbox. Now, as as sure as you are, Brad, that um, there's no, yes, uh, you know, no misdeeds, nothing hidden about what happened on 9-11, mm -hmm. um, I think you have to admit that there are some things that happened, there's some evidence yep. Yep. or circumstantial or otherwise. Yeah. That is difficult to explain. Yes. I know. Look, I'll, I'll agree with you 110% that if you look at there's some very small minor parts of what happened on that day. That well, individual I don't, incidences or whatever. 
I don't when, think building seven falling down is all that minor. Uh, I mean, it's <laughs> we're jumping straight to building seven. <laughs> this is the big. This is the big enchilada. Like we get straight into it. I think you've right. jumped it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, let's go for it then. Jeez, um, <laughs> a bit of foreplay would have been nice. Yeah. <laughs> didn't even spit on it, Lachlan. Fuck it. <laughs> um, I was gonna, like, from what I understand, it's pretty well explained. You know, when you have two extremely large buildings fall over in the, the, the aftermath of the attack onto a smaller building and they rip off, you know, the, one of the front facades of it and fires burn uncontrolled for a period of time, it's going to probably affect the structural integrity of a building. And yeah, that's what happened. It kind of just fell over. Right, but it was the only building around that um, completely collapsed. Mm-hmm. You know, there are also buildings. one of the bigger ones around. Yes, as well. Yeah, that's that's true. So I was thinking about yeah. that. And when you look at like a, a map of that area of town just before the attack, there's just a space where it says Building Seven. But if you look at that bird's eye view and it shows you where each thing is, it doesn't really. Uh, show you the the height of Building Seven. It was huge, so it would have copped a lot yes. of their debris. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, there's plenty of um, plenty of photos of other buildings around that were damaged as well, um, but not to the same extent that the World Trade Center Seven was, obviously. Um, so it's not like no other building was touched. So you, you can't say, oh well, only World Trade Center Seven fell over. Yeah, yeah, it did collapse, but it was just more heavily damaged than some of the buildings surrounding it. It, it seems pretty simple to me. Yeah, plus um, it's uh, – yeah, there, there were fires on a lot of floors that got out of control. Yes, and yep. the reason they got out of the control – got out of control was because the sprinklers on certain floors weren't working. Mm-hmm. So they were damaged. Uh, I think they were fed the same sprinklers as the um, Towers 1 and 2, and I think they were damaged in the attack. So the sprinklers weren't actually working. And then, of course, you have two fucking buildings coming down and the fire department's all trying to um, – dig people out from the rubble and try to save people there. So basically it was a, a fire that was left unattended for hours and hours. No one was trying to put yeah. that fire out because they were worried about all the people in the two main buildings. Well, no, so. no lives were in danger uh, in no. Building 7. Everyone yeah, I think been they evacuated. were evacuated, yeah. Well, I mean, no, exactly. There, there was probably larger concerns on the day um, than yeah, like a, potential a, a, damage to building. Yeah, like a, a fire's not usually going to... Um, bring down a building like that, but that's usually because you know people fucking start putting out fires. They don't just let it burn. Well, yeah, I mean they 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 like uh, from what I understand, people did like firefighters did enter the building, um, and then like I'm just purely reading stuff that I've seen off the internet here. Um, but they did enter the building. They tried to put out the fires, but you know, given that the you know to there was a lot of damage to the area and stuff like that, they were hindered by low water pressure. Is what I was seeing, and that because they couldn't do anything about the fires or it was dangerous to, they just left them, essentially. And they were burning on several floors, like large parts of the building were burning. Well, I believe uh, I've, I've seen some, in, in researching for this episode, I watched a lot of 9-11 videos. Yeah. Um, and I've seen over and over again. Yep. Um, and this, this video gets used a lot in, you know, the 9-11 proof uh, <laughs> videos, but... The part of it that I'm talking about is Larry Silverstein or Silverstein, I'm not sure how you pronounce it, the owner of uh, the World Trade Center. Oh, uh, yeah, I think um, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah the fire, fire department said to him, look, I don't think we can keep this under control. Yeah. Uh, and he said, look, you know, just get out of there. Yeah. There's no one, no one's lives at risk. So many people have died already. We don't want the building falling down on the firemen mm. and killing them as well. 
Um, so they did. They did just let it go. Yeah. But Larry yeah, Silverstein yeah. used the phrase "pull it," which yeah, a lot of people think. A lot of yes. people think that means um, like <laughs> fucking blow up the building. Like, yeah. yeah. It, it, any any video that uses that interview as evidence. All of them say "pull it" is a term used in uh, demolition. controlled demolitions to mean, you know, blow the building up. <laughs> um, look, I don't, I don't work in controlled demolition. I don't know if that's true or not, but it doesn't sound true to me. And my my immediate assumption when he said that was that he just meant pull pull the rescue effort, you know, yeah. pull everyone out of there. Yeah, exactly. And if this guy was in on it and he like fucking planted explosives in the base <laughs> of the building. And then someone was interviewing him about it, you know, a bit after it happened. It's not like you'd be like, oh, yeah, we just decided to blow it up at that point. Like, isn't the whole point, <laughs> isn't the whole point of the conspiracy that you're trying to hide it? You wouldn't just say on TV, like, yeah. That's right. Yeah, we pulled it, we blew it up. <laughs> Why would he you blew the whole thing wide open. So stupid. I did. But I think that um, sort of, I, uh, I think that they, I mean, overlook and stuff like that is, I mean, pull it, it doesn't seem like the, the term you would use just if you were saying blow up a building. Again, not if you're in, I don't know, if you're in the demolition part of, of the, the industry or whatever, but wouldn't you say blow it? Surely blow it seems like every time I've seen anything associated with explosions, they're always like, yeah, we're going to blow it. Yeah, absolutely. Why would you use some weird term like pull it? Anyway, I don't know. Or I'm bring it off down. Or- yeah. I was going to say because blow it's sexual, but then I realized pull it's sexual as well. So. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty fucking sexual. I don't know. Anyway. I was also watching a video on that, uh, on um, uh, World Trade Center 7, uh, especially, uh, particularly, and uh, two of the things about it were that a lot of the video that shows it collapsing uh, selectively starts the footage when the building collapses and, like, the facade of the building collapses and not, like, five seconds before when you can see one, uh, like, the penthouse collapse on the mm-hmm. inside. So, so. It doesn't all collapse at once. Like the like one side of it collapses, mm-hmm. like inside the building with the frame still on the outside, and then the rest collapses. But people don't want to show that because if it's a controlled demolition, then all of it would come down at once. It wouldn't be yes. like part of it fall and then the rest of it fall. And also the other thing is like World Trade Center Five, which was inside the complex, like it was inside that. Um, yeah, you know, it's part of the World Trade Center. Yeah. Well, well, World Trade Center Five wasn't like across the street or anything. It was next to the two buildings. Mm-hmm. And like, um, I think four floors in that building collapsed. Like the whole building didn't collapse; four floors collapsed. So it's it's not like unprecedented yeah. that parts of building would collapse or the whole thing would collapse. So, well, I mean, it, it definitely goes against the narrative if of controlled demolitions if only partial collapses are happening. So, um, probably don't want to bring that up. We'll just sweep that one under the rug, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and I think. I think a lot of people really focus on Building 7 because, like Lachlan said, it doesn't really sound uh, it, do- it doesn't sound very good at the start until you look into it properly. But yes. also, yeah, it seems it does. It definitely does seem suspicious until you actually look into you know the weird structure of the building and you watch the video in full yeah. context and you read about how this could have happened. So initially, it does sound a bit silly. But the other thing, the other thing is that um, the I was watching this video. Well, the the nine eleven commission port didn't um, talk about Building Seven because um, the that commission report was about preventing future attacks, and World Trade Center Seven wasn't attacked, so they didn't really. Yep. It, need it to. was destruction uh, as a result of the attack. 
Yeah, it was like collateral damage. Collateral so. damage, yeah. Because yeah. there, there were plenty surrounding buildings that were damaged, and I'm sure none, not a lot of them were, were mentioned, um, yeah, like the sure. Deutsche building and, and stuff like that. Yeah, and the reason a lot of people don't talk about World Trade Center 7 is because, as far as I know, no one died in it, so it's not really like... No, the building was completely empty. Yeah, completely empty. World Trade Center 7 falling down did not cause any uh, fatalities. Yeah, exactly. So when people are like, what about Building 7? It's like, well, no one died in it, so no one really thinks about mm-hmm. it too much. Well, I mean, I, I, like the, the building next to World Trade Center 7, I believe, or like adjacent to it, was damaged in the collapse of World Trade Center 7, and no one ever has ever heard of Fighterman Hall, have they? Like, yeah. that building. Well, I haven't. No, and that, that, that face, you know, that actually due to the collapse of World Trade Center 7, which because of the smaller building also had a partial collapse itself. Um, and, and no one gives a shit about that. I mean, they had to rebuild the building in, uh, I think it was in 2012 or something because of that. Um, like they demolished it and rebuilt it because of the damage, the lasting damage. So it's like, no one gives a shit about these buildings because they weren't directly attacked, if you know what I mean? It, yeah. When you're addressing how to prevent future attacks, you, you look at the attack itself, not the the collateral damage, like you said. Yeah, also I saw, I saw this video where the guy where this guy was talking about how World Trade Center 7 wasn't in the 9/11 commission report and mm-hmm. because it was excluded from the report he called it the 9/11 omission report. <laughs> <laughs> if it wasn't so retarded. Uh, that's I, fantastic. Oh, it makes me sad. Now, I want to get to some some other parts of the conspiracy, obviously, yeah. but just one last one last note on um, Building 7, and I don't know if you guys have seen this, mm-hmm. but about 20 minutes before Building 7 fell down, um, a British news channel reported that it had fallen down. The British news channel, the BBC. They, the BBC, even. Uh, and they actually cut to a reporter live in New York right after the presenter had said mm-hmm. Building 7 has collapsed and behind the reporter in New York, you can see Building 7 on fire but still standing. Yeah. <laughs> Explain that. Well, I would uh, I'd, uh, um, allow me, firstly, but uh, I would imagine that, uh, you know, with, with breaking news like this, possibly the people are not the uh, most educated about uh, the, the buildings themselves or that, they just misinterpret the words that they're using, like collapse, like a partial collapse. They'd say, "Oh, it's collapsed." You know, they're trying to like hyperbole, trying to amp it up for the viewers. I mean, two terrorist so you, attacks on a building. So you don't think that the U.S. government sent out a press release before the attack so that the news channels knew what they would report on? Well, I mean, as much as as likely as that is, <laughs> um, I'm going to go with the less less viable option of that they just either were reporting a partial collapse. <laughs> or they got the building wrong, or or there was just some misinfor- misinformation passed to them, uh, which is oft likely to occur in large, hectic situations like that one. Uh, but you know, if it's in the background while they're filming it, they clearly uh, well well researched. I mean, that's just okay. my opinion. Uh, Morgs, feel free to jump in if you've got a, a, a different sure. suggestion. Uh, no, I, I'd I'd suggest the same thing that someone would have predicted that it was going to going to collapse or something like that and they just fucked up the uh communication or whatever but yeah i think mm-hmm. i think this is one of the times where you would defer to the uh 9-11 truthers and say uh you you have to explain this one now so do you think that the cia is like 
telling the BBC <laughs> what to say. And they, they <laughs> like, if they can pull off the greatest <laughs> fucking conspiracy in all of history and blow up two buildings, surely yeah. they can, you know, get the timing right on when to tell the BBC <laughs> about the, <laughs> the building coming down. It's like, oh, guys, we probably Never pulled it off. We hijacked, we hijacked four planes and we killed a bunch of people and it's all looking perfect. But uh, this one guy just he just told the BBC like twenty minutes too early. <laughs> How ridiculous! I think that that uh, that brings me to a good point. Actually, I think the biggest rebuttal against any argument about the U.S. government perpetrating uh, the attacks on nine eleven is that government's fucking useless. Like they, <laughs> they, they, they genuinely they can't they can't organize like the fucking. Uh, Vic roads, you know, you got to wait in line there for like three hours just to get your photo taken for your license. Yeah. How would any government pull this off without someone fucking up? Like the people that work for the government don't give a fuck, man. Yeah. No, yeah, no exactly I, right. I, yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Like the, the idea that a conspiracy could go this deep without there being so many weak chains or people who change their mind later on down the road. Um, you know, absolutely racked with guilt or anything like that. It and not not just that, not yeah. just people getting it out. Like the fact that the government itself is just useless. <laughs> they they, <laughs> they just couldn't just couldn't perpetrate it. All. They they can't coordinate a route in a fucker brothel, let alone uh, <laughs> yes. one of the world's worst terrorist attacks. <laughs> one of the I would say the worst, but uh, you know, oh, I don't know. How Pearl Harbor was pretty bad. Pearl Harbor was an act of war. I wouldn't say it was a terrorist attack. Yeah, I wouldn't say Pearl Harbor was a terrorist attack. Yeah. You don't think it was terrorizing? You don't think it was terrifying? <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was terror elements, I'll give you that. It was extremely terror-inducing. But yes, it wasn't absolutely. a terrorist attack. It was an act of war. True. Anyway, Lachlan, you're assuming that the only explanation, apart from, you know, fucking Al-Qaeda blew up the towers, is that it was the government. So I think um, there are a couple others. Like the main one is that people think it was an inside job that the government did it, but a lot of people think um, that uh, the Jews did it. <laughs> the Jews are always getting a bum rap, you know. Um, they are, <laughs> and this is kind of a mix of the first two. But other people think that the government knew it was going to happen, probably because the Jews were doing it, and let it happen. Hmm. Yes. I have heard that. I think of all the conspiracy theories, that's the most plausible one. Yeah, it probably holds more weight than the others because an inept government that's not going to do anything about it is a lot more um, viable. A lot more a, believable. Yeah, viable than a government that's it's working. Well, has all these parts in working in the in the shadows. Yeah. Well, the the allegation is that the government, because the CIA, the FBI, all those guys are so good at their jobs, they had the intelligence, they knew the attack was coming, mm. but the government saw an opportunity um, to you know, unify the country against yep. a common enemy. A false flag, so they, so they let Well, not even a false flag. Um, they, they wanted a reason to start some sort of mm-hmm. fucking war. Um, and they saw this as their their entry point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think that argument is actually really weak, though, because it's you know if if people found out that this was going to happen, mm-hmm. then it would have been you know the CIA, the FBI, Homeland Security, the NSA. All these all these agencies would have figured out what was going to happen, and then um, they all what they all colluded and said like let's just let it happen. You don't think someone would have. Thought mm-hmm. like no, yeah. I, I can't, I can't handle this. It's going to weigh on my conscience too much. I'm a good dude. I'm going to, 
link it to the media. I'm going to like let everybody know in advance. So then when it does happen, they'll know that the government was behind it. Like this, this one requires that like every single person who knew about it um, didn't quiet. say anything. Yeah. Whereas if it was an inside job, it would mean that a few people were like, in on it. And then the other people were like out of the loop. But if the government yeah. knew about it and let it happen, like if they got all this intelligence, that would mean that people would have to like hundreds, hundreds of people, maybe even thousands of people would have to, suppress this information yeah so no, i think that one's pretty bad i think uh when when they say that they have um like prior knowledge of the attacks or something like that i think that that i i have a feeling that that kind of thing comes from say um like the cia or the fbi or running like predictions of what could happen in the future like what running drills, like yeah yeah and saying like oh well what if someone were to fly a plane into a, a, a tower and then that information gets passed through like it's like chinese whispers and then all of a sudden it's like well the fbi knew about it they just didn't do anything about it like that's i can see how that would happen if you know true what I mean. true they they prepare for stuff like this and they didn't yeah, see because it coming it's, it's but all- because they're prepared for it yeah because they're prepared for it it looks like that um they, they knew it. about it, like, it we knew it was going to happen you know um at 8:46 on september 11th 2001 well, you, you, you say they knew that it was coming. Um, one of the first things that George W. Bush said um, the first time he spoke to the public after the attacks, which was the night uh, of September 11, mm-hmm. he disappeared the whole day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one of the first things he said was, we could have never seen this coming. No. We had no idea that this kind of attack would ever happen. Yes. Um, well, and that's, that. something, that's something that the truthers use as their proof is that he said that but then you've got every defense and intelligence agency in the country running, uh, you know, drills and all that sort of thing mm-hmm. for this exact scenario. Yeah. I think George Bush was more speaking to the, the average person on the street thinking like, oh, of course, of course this could potentially happen, but no one would be this evil as to do such a thing. So, like, it, of course we knew it was physically possible, but nobody would think it would that anyone would actually, actually stoop that low yeah. and do that. Mm. Yeah, in like a pre-September 11 world, I don't think people expected a, a plane to be a weapon, essentially. Sure like there were, like you said, there's the physical possibility, like planes crash into things, that does happen. But no one expected someone to hijack a plane and fly it into a building in Manhattan. It's a pretty good job. you got to give it to them. They did well. Well, look, if they weren't the world's largest cunts, I wouldn't be proud of them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, with with $500,000... They managed to bring the most powerful country in the world to its knees. Um, yeah. It also not a good idea to poke the bear, in my opinion. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even say the most powerful country in the world. I would say the entire Western world and most of the rest of the world. Yeah, okay, yeah. You, uh, well, I mean, they've, the world has not been the same since. So Absolutely not. Yeah, no. I, you know, we, the three of us, are sort of only just old enough to remember it happening. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and I'm sure even we would say absolutely the world was different before mm-hmm. 9-11. Well, well, I mean, for sure. I Like I was saying earlier, it's the first time I remember being sort of moved by a world event. But I, at the same time, I didn't even really understand the consequences because no. we were still so young. No, I absolutely now, if, I, if I was this age and I saw that happen, I, I, I don't know what would how I would react. Like, as a kid, I, I processed it and I understood it was a big deal, but I didn't understand the extent to, to, to how big of a deal it was. No, absolutely not. I mean, I was I was 12 when it happened. You guys both would have been 11. Um, and I had I had no idea what it meant. Mm. Um, well, I, did, I couldn't see the, the future 
ramifications for him. I just think no. that it was it was sad and it was a big deal. Like it was a really big deal. Like this was not your Absolutely. average run of the mill thing. Like you see stuff on the news and you go, oh, like as a kid, you're like, okay, whatever. Um, but I just knew, like, because I, I I remember the way that my mum was reacting as well. Yes, um, that, that yes, that, that hit me. That she it. was sitting in front of the like TV and she was almost crying. She's like, I they they destroyed the buildings and I'm like, okay. And then I like watched it and I knew it was really bad, but yeah, I couldn't see the future ramifications. Like you know, no, the, the way the way my parents reacted to it was definitely a big um, big indicator of just how serious it was. Exactly. Uh, what about you, boys? You want to chime in here? Um, you know how people always say like, oh, everyone, you'll remember the moment, uh, you'll remember where you were when you found out that this happened or whatever. Yeah. Like Princess Di being mm-hmm. killed or JFK being assassinated or whatever. That's only happened One for me for, that. yeah, that's, that's only happened for me for 9-11 and the incident related to it, which is, um, Os- <laughs> Osama getting his, uh, just desserts in the form of a- No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with me and you were talking- like, I think we were talking when they were trying to confirm that, weren't we, Morgs? I think I called you, yeah. But, like, uh, yeah. when on, on um, like, 9-11 happened, mm-hmm. uh, it was, like, it was really late at night here in Australia when it happened because it was really early in the morning in New York or whatever. US, yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I, I didn't hear about it until I went to school the next day. And then I don't think the teacher even mentioned it because I was in primary school. I was in grade five. I don't think the teacher even, or grade six, I don't think the teacher even mentioned it in the morning and then one mm-hmm. of my friends stopped me at recess he was like did you hear america got attacked and i was like no and he said he said to me um my dad woke me up last night and said uh we've been attacked and he was like what and he's like america <laughs> they 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 hit america they're gonna they're, they're attacking us yeah coming for us next. pretty full on but i, I was yeah, just like, i mean as a kid that is fucking full on yeah i don't know if that dad should have done that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have done that if that was my kids. Let's put it that way. Maybe, he was, a, maybe he was a prepper. Yeah, maybe. You think, you think that dad was a prepper? In the bunker, boy. <laughs> <laughs> They're coming. Um, but then I remember um, going home and it was just on, on all the news channels. Mm-hmm. And, but yeah. Channel 10, God bless them, just kept playing the um, Simpsons at 6 o'clock as they did, whereas everyone else played <laughs> yes. and. Yeah. Carry on um, as normal. I wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons when I was uh, 11 or whatever, but mum said tonight, like, oh, this is too heavy. You don't have to watch this. You can watch The Simpsons. And she wasn't telling you to get in the bunker like the other guys? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, but, yeah, then I remember when Osama died, I was I was I had a class. I was at uni. And um, I got back to – I just had an early class with Dan. I got back to that. Um, 11 in the, just after 11 or something. I think I finished class at 11 and I just flicked on the TV. I think I was going to watch Dr. Phil at 12 o'clock and, um, yeah. <laughs> I just, I just flicked on the TV and it, it wasn't what it was supposed to be. It was like a news and, and, um, like breaking news and it said unconfirmed reports that Osama has been killed. Um, Obama to speak to the nation shortly or something. And then I think I called up Brad and we had a yeah. good chat and stuff like that. And I think, when Obama walked out and gave that news, it was like the first time I was like happy to listen to Obama speak. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I do remember that the uh, yeah we were talking about it, and then they confirmed it, and the the four chan boards were going off. Man, they were they were insane. Absolutely, everyone yeah. was ecstatic. They started like, yeah, America, um fuck yeah. They sta- yeah they started looping um America fuck yeah by um like to America World Police. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I was watching live streams on. 
different um, news channels and stuff. I was like streaming American news and uh, they just had like, one of them just had like a live feed of people outside the White House with American flags chanting USA. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, I, I, I do remember that. That was, that was great. And then some bitch I was friends with on Facebook posted this quote by Martin Luther King, which isn't actually by Martin Luther King. It's like a fake quote. And it was like, I would never celebrate the death of an enemy. I was like, fuck you. <laughs> I would, and did. It was fucking amazing. Osama bin Laden was not just an enemy. He was the enemy. He was the enemy. It is a good thing that he is dead. Whether he was responsible for 9-11 or not, he was responsible <laughs> for a lot of He was responsible for a lot of other death. Uh, the guy who the tried to blow up the World Trade Centers in 1993, you don't think maybe he might have something to do with it in 2001? I'm just saying. Hey, lightning doesn't strike twice, all right? <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, <laughs> regardless of whether he was responsible or not, it is a good thing that he is dead. Yeah, absolutely. Now, moving back to the conspiracies. Yes. Um, I think the number one argument, and I think it, it's it's even turned into a meme at this point, is <laughs> uh, jet fuel can't melt steel beams. True. Dank memes, melt steel beams. Yep, I get it. <laughs> um. I look. I I think I'd like to have a go at this one. Oh, um, jump the on the argument is that jet fuel does not burn hot enough to melt steel beams. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the thing about that is, yes, on its own, sure, but mm-hmm. inside a building where everything's on fire, you know, do you know how convection works? <laughs> it, it just gets hotter and hotter and hotter. That's the way furnaces and forges work. Yeah, concrete is a very good insulator of heat. Uh, and that's what the buildings were made of. It's just hotter and hotter and hotter inside. The heat just continues heating everything. And whether the the beams actually melted or not, that's definitely enough to weaken the structure. There's hundreds, thousands of tons of steel and concrete pressing down on it. Of course, it's going to fucking fall down. Yeah, exactly. It's the, the structural integrity uh, was lost. I mean, you can see yeah, absolutely. This this is the. Um, probably the best evidence. And if you look at the towers just before they collapse, you can see them being pulled inward because the steel beams are saggy because they're, they've lost yes. their integrity. And just before, like, you know, the, the, um, the steel, like, uh, bends in and the, the building bows and it just starts, um, mm-hmm. collapsing in on itself before it collapses down. Like it, it, it's pulled in. It's like something, someone's pulling it from the inside. And that's probably the best evidence because if it was a controlled demolition, like they think it was, then you know you wouldn't see that pulling at the at the start. And you know they're, oh, they're so fucking delusional. They think that um, that that effect to make it look like the building is being pulled in is um, it was like photoshopped in later. <laughs> photoshopped was it? They think no, like that's that's the only way you could explain it. If you think it's a controlled demolition and then you see that you see the building actually being pulled in. The only way to explain it is that the video is wrong. You can't explain that with a controlled demolition. So you have to say, it's so stupid. So it's almost as bad as the people who think that the, there were no planes and then the planes were CGI'd in. Like it's- <laughs> they were CGI'd in. Yeah. Um- <laughs> yeah, like, like you said um, about the, the steel, like Rosie O'Donnell is quoted as saying, this is the first time in history that fire has melted steel. Uh, Rosie O'Donnell, regardless of that quote, is a giant cunt. Well, Donald Trump said that she's a disgusting person inside and out. This comes the insider. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just it's it's funny that just everybody becomes an expert in physics and understands 
Uh, yep. you know, yes. How, how all these things work. Like everyone's a scientist when they start looking into 9-11. No, you, you, you're 100% right there because I'm no scientist and I'm definitely no expert. But as soon as, you know, someone starts talking shit, all right, I'm straight into fucking, you know, Google looking for shit. Um, and I mean like jet fuel burns between 800 and 1500 degrees Fahrenheit. Steel melts at 1510 degrees or whatever, um, which is, you know, pretty close. But yeah, the structural integrity though of of the steel is compromised a lot lower than that. I think it only had like ten percent of its structural integrity left at that heat. Yeah, yeah. and on, on top of that, like like Lockham was saying, it concrete's an excellent insulator, and convection is where the 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 hottest the the superheated gas from the fire itself is much hotter. It's like when they used to burn people at the stake. It wasn't the fire that killed people; it was the convection from the fire, the heat of the air, the the superheated air is much hotter than the flame itself. Uh, and when you're talking about two giant, they're essentially giant forges, like Lockham was saying. Forges, like the concrete ones that people make in their own backyard, you have to replace them after a couple of months because even with we're talking about small, small controlled burns, they start to d- disintegrate the concrete. When you're talking about large, uncontrolled fires burning for uh, like out, completely out of control, the integrity of everything is compromised in that, in that structure. Um, and... The real thing that pisses me off is the way people say that it shouldn't have collapsed inwards, that, like it should have fallen over. The plane hit it. Yeah. It should have fallen <laughs> to the side. Like that's These buildings were designed, engineered, and built to survive an earthquake. They're not just going to fucking fall over when they get pushed. Yeah, no. It, it, was, it was the internal destruction that is the reason they fell. Yeah, like people, people say they saw explosions and stuff like that. Those explosions were at, uh, at the base of the tower were actually the 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 gas and stuff traveling down the the um, elevator shaft. What do you call it? Elevator shafts, yeah. Because that that's how powerful, like the energy that went into that those buildings, like those it it, it traveled all the way to the bottom floor and, and it killed and hurt people in the bottom floors. Absolutely, um, it's insane. Like to to even think about like being in there on the day, like the 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 people that ran into those buildings willingly to save people and climb to the 117th floor and stuff like that. We can't – it is so disrespectful to be to even talking about that. They're, they're, they're the kind of heroes, like the kind of people that – I don't think I could do it, never could do it. I, I would – I don't – I'd like to say that, you know, given the situation I could do it, I don't think I could. It, it would be no, terrifying. No. I think one of the most impressive things about what they did was the fact that they managed to carry – their massive testicles all the way up the <laughs> stairs. Well, they I just think, threw them over their shoulders, mate. Yeah, I think the most impressive thing, I think the most impressive thing about it is that you know they they'd be trained for certain situations and know what to expect. Like this is what's going to happen before the um, like a, a house collapses when it's on fire, and you know this is the temperature of a house when it's on fire or whatever. Like they. Yeah. They would know the conditions and they'd be experts on all that sort of stuff. But when a fucking giant building is gets a you know gets a plane, uh, you know yeah. when a plane flies into a giant building like that, they don't know what's going to happen or what to expect. Like no one's no. going to go like, oh okay, we're going to run in there, but watch out for the you know explosions at the bottom of the elevator shaft because jet fuel is falling down. Like no one knows what's going to happen. No. They don't know. No. They don't know if they're going to get trapped or whatever, and they be running there they would have seen the people jumping out of the building oh. like the, the free fallers and like they would have just been knowing that they were walking into hell and that they yeah i don't know yeah probably weren't gonna make it out alive yeah that was a it was not a good place to be. no it wasn't a good situation to be in um and i mean 
everything about like this this event that so many people witnessed. I, I I just don't know how they can question such obvious stuff. Like everyone saw those towers go down. No one saw controlled explosions going. Duh, 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 duh. It, you couldn't even really because of the the dust and everything that was kicked up. But you could see the top part go, and yeah. you did not. There was no explosions there. There were, and then it, it's perfectly explained by the way, like the the floors compressing down upon each other. Yeah. That's how Absolutely. the building would go down. A lot of the people use the windows blowing out as evidence. They're saying, "Oh, there's the controlled explosions. All the all the windows blew out mm. on each floor, yeah. line by you know floor by floor on the way down." Of course, they fucking did. Yeah. There was a building falling down on top of them. Yeah, exactly. The the pressure wave that that was creating would be easily enough to push out windows. Like, oh, absolutely. It's, it's, it's bringing it. It's, it's, it's entire buildings coming down. Like, what you think that that was just going to stay intact until the floor above it hit? <laughs> like, it doesn't make any sense. Brad, you and I, you and I both work uh, in in the window industry, and you and I both know full well glass does not stand up to that kind of abuse. Glass barely stands up to being transported on a truck. Yep, mate, they've got this thing. It's a wind pressure rating called a Pascal rating, and I, I doubt that would have been off the charts, mate. Uh, <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. Uh, but like, I I also heard. Okay, this was one of the more interesting ones that I saw. Um, if you can call it interesting, I'd say more retarded. But um, when I was, you know, delving into this fucking whole shitstorm, uh, <laughs> uh, about how how quick the buildings fell down. Uh, now, not like the overall time, like the actual time from collapse to ground. If you know what I mean. Yes. Um, they say that the buildings fell at almost a free fall, and that's the uh, you know the the NIST they use the the terminology almost a free fall because if you do watch it they they do come down they'd come down quickly which you would expect quickly. from something collapsing. Um, but some smart cookie figured out the probably your area of expertise, Morgs, um, the time it would take for the buildings to fall at a free fall. Um, so that top section roughly, and they reckon that it was about nine point two seconds at a free fall. Uh, and the buildings themselves came down between 10 and 13 seconds. And then, yeah, so approximately around there. Uh, and they said that there's no way that the buildings could have collapsed that fast if there was an internal structure. Now, obviously, if that structure had been compromised and a lot of it had been lost burning or something like that, obviously, you could explain a, a change in time. But they sort of debunked themselves by saying that it, would, it wouldn't come down at a free fall. And then they're saying, well, it didn't come down at a free fall, but it was pretty close. So, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other... The other- yeah, the other thing is that, like you can actually see bits of the building breaking off. Yeah, and then they those parts of the building are you know falling faster. So because <laughs> those know, parts it, of the building actually are in free fall. Yeah, that's and right. Falling that's faster. Right. So it's yeah. just a stupid thing to say. Yeah, and I, but I found it interesting that they would use that as a thing and then immediately <laughs> debunk themselves by saying, "Well, it fell slower than nine point two seconds, but that's basically free fall." Yeah, it's like it fell 80% of free fall speed when really it should have only fallen uh, 73% of free fall speed. Like, they don't fucking know. It's Who almost did. like there was something obstructing it, like the lower floors. <laughs> I'm just putting it out there, but I found that, like, absolute shitstorm to be fantastic. So, yeah. That's um, a stupid one. Yeah. Um, something, something both of you guys mentioned that I just want to circle back to for a second is. Um, explosions on the lower floors yes yep. um now i think the the way you word it you have to be very careful about because the truth is as soon as they hear explosion they jump on it they're like oh yeah explosion controlled demolition um uh, there were explosions on the lower floors but it was just 
it was because of the sheer weight of the building coming down and also jet fuel just pouring down the building. Yeah. Uh, down the elevator shafts, down the stairwells, everything. It's on fire. Mm. Uh, you know, there, I'm sure there's gas lines and all that sort of shit in the building yep. as well. Of course, there's going to be explosions. But I've seen videos of the firefighters who have come back out of the building. Yep. Um, and they're saying, oh, yeah, there's secondary explosions going off everywhere. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which obviously the explanation for that is the jet fuel and the weight of the building, like I just said. But another thing I think is important to mention is that I don't think you can really count on the testimony of anyone who was in there and actually experienced it firsthand. Not that I'm saying they don't know what they saw, but under incredible uh, adrenaline and incredible stress, um, you know, your mind fills in the blanks. Well, you, you see an explosion, you say explosion. You're not, you're not a physicist or that's right, a structural that's engineer right. explaining. You're just saying something exploded in there. And, and to them, it would be like, yeah, something exploded. And then, you know, if you're, you're prone to saying, oh, maybe there was a bomb in there or something like that. Cause that yeah, that, and some of the firefighters did say, oh, don't go in there. There's bombs going off. Yeah, but, I mean, on, at, on the time, at the time, with, like I said, those earliest reports and testimony and stuff like that when there was the least information around yes. are probably the least reliable as well. They are very unreliable. Yeah, you, you're just going off what's, what you're feeling, basically, not what's proven. Or- That's right. And it's a reasonable assumption anyway. Like, so people just fucking flew two planes into buildings. Like, you think that yeah, those same people are going to be above putting a few bombs in their hand? Like, I don't know. No. Absolutely. And I don't think that they were trying to start conspiracy theories. They were just like, look out, there's explosions. That, that, was, their, that was their knee-jerk, their knee-jerk reaction. Yeah, is that there are bombs or explosions going on. Yeah, and we know, we know that people's memories get all fuzzy when they're in high adrenaline situations and stuff. Like, I've been in a couple of fights, and then when I retell the story of my fight, I'm like this hero who just beat the shit out of some guy. And then someone who's there is like, nah. You were both <laughs> crying really. on the ground. But, yeah, exactly. Like, I don't I don't remember, like, the exact details or whatever. Like, if there's yeah. some big fireball next to you, you don't know what it was, and there's, like, a huge loud noise, you don't know what it was. Like, your mind's going to fill in the blanks because the adrenaline is just ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's become a sort of a running theme with all the terrorist attacks you see. Um, you know, they talk about six gunmen, one gunman, two gunmen, multiple yeah, people. Yeah, that's sad that no one's got reliable. Explosion. Yeah, it, uh, and I mean, they all have the one thing in well, common. Well, I mean, it's not ab- just absolutely. terrorist attacks, but yeah. Um, co- the, the, the Columbine massacre, um, it was reported first to police that there was four gunmen mm-hmm. because- <laughs> Halfway through, they took their jackets off and people started reporting, oh, there's not a guy in a trench coat, there's a guy in a white T-shirt, you know. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's unreliable at best. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, I the initial details are always fuzzy. Mm-hmm. And I mean, even some of the stuff that comes out later can um, really throw, throw you through a loop if you're not, if, you know, if you're not, if it's not explained very well. Um, I mean, a lot of, because, you know, with this whole controlled, th- like, uh, controlled demolition sort of thing, um, they reckon that, you know, people use, they would have had to use like thermite or something like that, which I was reading. And then I, yes. you know, looked into it a bit further because I'm like, well, I know thermite's quite powerful. It's a, it's a really reactive. Thermite burns very, burns very hot. Burns very hot. Um, but for starters, enough though, to you not would see. Yeah. Well, they, 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 <laughs> Absolutely. they actually got a steel beam, one of the ones in the World Trade Center and they tried to melt through it with thermite and it took like just an inordinate amount of thermite to burn through these steel beams. Um, because, like, in such a short time, it's just not viable. 
So then there was talking of some special nanothermalite or something like that that is more reactive, um, which mm. I don't know. They, they reckon it's some sort of government thing. But anyway, I don't know what it is. But um, what, why people were saying thermalite was because actually in the wreckage, um, that was like the jet fuel would have burnt out after like two days, but there was still stuff burning for weeks, you know. Um, and I'm like, well, it's pretty obvious that it wasn't just jet fuel burning at that point. Um, but they also found molten rivers in the um, like of aluminium and steel and stuff in the subways afterwards when they were cleaning or, you know, the adjacent areas. Uh, and they reckon that for starters, a lot of it was the actual aluminium from the plane because planes are aluminium. Absolutely. Right? Aluminium aluminium melts at a very low temperature. Yeah, it's like half the temperature of uh, steel. And then also, like you were saying, as it, it, it heated up, it got hotter than that jet fuel temperature anyway. So you oh, would get more definitely. molten steel, not as much as the aluminium or whatever, a plane's worth of aluminium. But, you know, these rivers can be explained. It's not thermite because thermite actually leaves a, a, like a reaction like that, like a molten mm. puddle and stuff like that. But because this information, it, it hasn't been, you know, in the early days after in the aftermath and before everything comes out, it hasn't been explained. People, I can understand how they get these conspiracy theories. Like Jump to conclusions. Yeah, exactly. Like thermite leaves this kind of reaction. Look at these pools of molten like metals. They're not sure. They were all thinking steel. Which would be well, they're thermite. saying molten steel, yeah, yeah but, it's but it's not actually aluminium, aluminium. And, and stuff like that. See, I can I can see like misinformation and early testimony and and stuff like that until it's been properly explained. I think it's like it's like people jumping the gun essentially. Uh, Mm. as far as you know these kind of issues because they can be explained you just need time like for people smarter than me to go through and and sort of figure this out because there's a lot going on there like it's not there's so much going on at the time like you're coordinating heaps of people and that's why a lot of these are where i think a lot of these conspiracy theories come from because so people were so disorganized they didn't expect any of this to happen yeah this is the first time that two commercial airliners have flown into giant fucking building so you know there's going to be a lot of stuff that's unpredicted or not foreseen you know like it's it's not like oh well you know when this when this happens usually this is what happens like, no one knows about <laughs> no exactly exactly yeah one of my one of my favorite uh conspiracy theories which i actually only came across in researching for this, this episode and it quickly shot to the top of my list <laughs> uh is that Morgan, you said before there's theories that there was no planes. <laughs> this isn't a theory that there was no planes. It's that there was no uh, passenger planes. Ooh. It was it was uh, a B-52 stealth bomber, mm-hmm. right, with what? reflective camouflage technology <laughs> on it. No. Followed, followed a parallel flight path to what no. the, the the 767 would have flown fuck off and, yeah and and fired a cruise missile at the building camouflaged itself as a cloud or as fucking the blue sky or something whilst projecting a hologram onto the missile to make it look like a plane no debunk that motherfucker <laughs> Uh, for once in my life, I've heard the perfect theory. I'm and it's, it's all encompassing. <laughs> it has to be the truth. Um, it's the cloud bomber. <laughs> it's, it's, that's it. If you tell me, if you tell me that the Jews organised it, I'm all in. Yeah, oh, yeah. it was a Jewish cloud bomber. Um, that, I think that the pilot's is- name was Goldberg. So. <laughs> Gold, no, it was Goldstein, and he was related to old, old mate Silverstein. Uh, Silverstein. Yeah, that's what I meant. Not that, actually, fuck. that actually um, 
yeah, leads me to something else, which is that I was looking up opinion polls to see how many people actually believe this shit. Mm. And it's like, from what I could see, it was usually around about 15% of Americans that think it was an inside job. Mm -hmm. And like, you see some sort of clickbait titles that say, oh, you know, half of Americans, blah, 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 or, you know, don't trust the government or whatever. But those studies are saying like people that want a new report done it or done on it, or people who think the government might be hiding certain details, like they don't think the government did it. They just want it. You know, they're so more it's interested in learning more about it. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. And I would, I would agree with that. I don't think that the government, the US government, have released all the details. I don't think they ever will. Um, there's definitely some things about it that the general public will never know. Yeah. But that's not to say that the US government perpetrated it. No, 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 no. In fact, yes, um, I think. Oh, sorry. You go, Mugs. Oh, I was just going to say that uh, <laughs> about 15% of Americans think it was an inside job. But if you uh, if you go to the Middle East, a lot of them think that uh, the Jews do. Yes, yeah. So I was look, yeah, I was looking that up, and in countries like um, they haven't like done studies with all these countries, but you know, um, Turkey, Palestine, Jordan, Egypt, like a lot of these countries think it was the the Jews. Like they they think about half of half of it, half of them think it was the Jews, and then. Not many think it was the American government. Uh, not many think it was Al-Qaeda. Most of them think it was either the Jews or the US government or they're not sure or whatever. But, like, it's it's crazy. I'm just looking at this chart now and it says 11% of Jordanians think it was Al-Qaeda, but 31, 31% think it was uh, the Jews. And then 30, 36% don't know. So of those that have an opinion, like, well over half think it was the Jews. <laughs> Same with uh, Egypt, 43% of them think it was the Jews and only 16% oh, think it was Al-Qaeda. Turkey, they're a little bit less anti-Semitic, but they still... <laughs> well, it's their proximity to uh, Israel, mate. They're too far away. Yeah, but I think... <laughs> I think the Europeans, technically, yeah. It's pretty clear that, like, minorities in these places think it was Al-Qaeda. And, like, you look at this chart of... Um, who who was behind the 9-11 attacks. Like, the, the only countries that actually register anything for Israel are the Middle Eastern countries, and then they're just skyrocketed. So, like, if you look at Kenya, for example, it's only 3% think it was the Jews, and South Korea, only 1% think it was the Jews, but then Jordan, 31%, Egypt, 43%. <laughs> but, you know, then again, Egypt is the country that had a, a, a shark attack on one of the beaches. <laughs> the German tourists got... Um, I don't know if it was killed or he got attacked by a shark, and they said that Mossad put the shark in the water <laughs> to try to ruin their um, tourism. That was the government's. That was the government's official um, uh, opinion on it. That it was probably yeah. that Mossad did it. That that's outrageous. Um, <laughs> I, I do. I think I remember you mentioning that um, <laughs> the, the idea that Mossad is secretly training um, tourist killing sharks is. <laughs> fantastic like that it doesn't even go after egyptians it goes after just tourists germans yeah. yeah actually i'm starting to believe it because jews definitely don't like germans do they well, they did 9-11 as well so. <laughs> um, <laughs> actually i when i was looking up a lot of this stuff it, it's funny that you mentioned that because i didn't realize how how many people actually like from you know the middle east or the, those sort of countries actually genuinely believe the jews did it and that al-qaeda had nothing to do with it oh, even though they've yeah. got responsibility for it because, like, I was just seeing in all the comments, all these people saying it was the Jews, and they were, like, you know, traditionally sort of Middle Eastern 
names and usually they had pictures in their like YouTube thing and stuff like that. Now I don't know how many of them were trolls or but a lot of them seem like even on like Facebook groups and stuff like that seem genuinely serious. Um, and they they seem to be so. A lot of them I think were Egyptian based on the names and and when I clicked on their things like their profiles and stuff, and they genuinely believed that Al Qaeda had nothing to do with it and that the Jewish people perpetrated this just. It, and it sort of caught me off guard because I didn't actually, like, I thought, like, when people say, Jews did it. It's sort of a joke, you know? It's sort of yeah, just yeah. a meme. Yeah, it's, it's pretty much a meme. It's like, Jews did it, Jews did it, blah, blah, blah. But, like, they genuinely believe that Al-Qaeda had nothing to do with it and that it's, like, some sort of, you know, plot by the fucking Jew dog or something to to make Al-Qaeda look bad. And The Middle East the Middle East is rife with anti-Semitism. It's, it's, it's um, insane. And and they even if they thought Al Qaeda were responsible, they probably side with them. Um, but that's I, I think that's a discussion for a different episode. Well, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it is it is ridiculous. And I remember my sister was in Paris, and after the uh, attacks in Paris, I was you know really upset. And I was watching these videos of um, people being interviewed on the streets. And it was crazy to me how many Arabs they were talking to and they were talking about, you know, um, who do you think did this? And they were all just like, oh, it's the Jews. And they're like, oh, we, you know, they, people think it's ISIS. And they were like, yeah, yeah, ISIS is created by the Jews. It's run by the Jews. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, like they're it's the just conspiracy theories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like in, in the West, it's a bit of a meme, like, oh, Jews did it. Jews did everything. Yeah. Ha, ha, ha. But like a lot of them actually believe that shit. And it's really. Mm. Kind of, <laughs> it's kind of freaky when you think about it. It's really scary. Mm. One, one, one point of proof that they use um, to say the Jews did it, and you know they say Mossad ran the whole thing, um, but they say that Jews who worked in or around the World Trade Center got told by Mossad to stay home that day, mm-hmm. um, and allegedly no Jews died in the nine <laughs> eleven attack. Now, if you if yeah. you can prove to me that in the World Trade Center, mm-hmm. in the financial district of New York City, <laughs> no Jews were there that day. If you can prove that to me, then I believe it. Well, I, be- I believe every bagel all- shop in Manhattan <laughs> was closed that day. <laughs> Fucking explain that. All right, that's that's not a conspiracy, mate. That's fucking fact. <laughs> it's just the stupidest thing as well because you can you can look at the victims list and you see Jewish names like you see a lot of yeah. like Goldberg and Goldman and Rosenberg and well they were financial buildings and stuff it was full of Jewish people <laughs> I honestly wouldn't be surprised if uh, the majority of victims were Jews to be honest no not majority but yes a lot none of the majority a lot of them uh, there was, there would have been plenty of Jewish people God rest their souls who died on that day. And it's insane to even throw that out there because you can see a list of victims yeah. and even making sweeping assumptions like Steen is a last name or something like that. You can just pick out Jewish people mm. immediately. Absolutely. Much more so that one, it's, it's, it's so, so incredibly <laughs> stupid you don't even need to debunk that. That's pretty ridiculous. Yeah, that one's kind of pointless to go through. But I wanted to, I wanted to talk about the idea that this was um, – a false flag that that seems to be the thing that people say mostly that it was an inside job and the reason it was an inside job is because the american government wanted an excuse to go to war in the middle east specifically afghanistan and then extend it to iraq mission accomplished 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but like uh, it, this one um, annoys me a lot because it's it's suggesting yeah. that a false flag actually has to be a big deal. You know, like we, we know what starts wars. You know, wars don't get started over terrorist incidents, or they don't have to. I mean, World War One started with the assassination of Franz Ferdinand. Franz Ferdinand, yes, Mr. Exactly. Franz Ferdinand. And, and um, like it's it's not a very good false flag if three thousand people die and you ruin your economy because you fly planes into the financial district. Like, what's what is you're an idiot if you do that? Why why not just? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> not very well thought through. It's just such a bad false flag. Like, I don't. We don't really know who started the fire at the Reichstag. Like, um, Hitler said it was like uh, Dutch communists, and it might have been, but it might have been the German government as well. But either way, if it was a false flag, like no one died, you know, and he he used that <laughs> exactly. It's a good false flag. He he used that to bring in a lot of reforms and stuff like that. I mean, a lot of people think that the Gulf of Tonkin incident, if you guys know about that, which you know escalated the uh, America's involvement uh, in the Vietnam War. Lyndon Johnson was uh, held responsible for that. Yeah, yeah. Like basically, the Americans, like uh, some American subs, were. Um, under attack or they were reporting that they were under attack and um it turned out that they it probably wasn't the case but like no one no one died in that either like it was either some people think it was a false flag and that they were um pretending that they got attacked and other people other people think that you know the government just jumped on it and it's just incompetence yeah and they just assumed it was an attack and they got bad information but either way no one died in that and um yeah like operation northwards as well when people talk about Operation Northwoods. Did you guys look that up? I I, yes. I had a look at it. I remember was that the, was the one they were planning, like is it um, for Cuba, right? Yeah, exactly. So after the um, after the Cuban Revolution, when they were getting all uh, buddy buddy with the Soviet Empire, they hadn't um, had any formal treaties or anything signed with the Soviets that the Soviets would come to their defense in a time of war. So the American government, or you know, parts of the American government, wanted to. Um, you know, overthrow the the new Cuban government before anything got signed with the, like any treaties got signed with the Soviets. So they came up with a, a bunch of reasons that they could give and sell to the public as to why um, they would need to intervene in Cuba with their military, like a military intervention in Cuba. And they're, they're all things like, uh, you know, pretend that they shot down a chartered aircraft that was going, you know, to some yep. some other island in the Caribbean, like an American civilian chartered plane and stuff like that, or you know terrorist attacks in Miami and stuff like that. But even in that document, which like Operations Northwoods was a document given to JFK, which by the way he rejected. But even in that, it's it's which very- is why he was assassinated. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow, we both I'm full circle there, boys. But even if you, oh, you know. even um. If if you read that document, and I actually read the whole thing because it's it's not very long; it's a very short document. But um, if you read that whole thing, it's it's clear that they're talking about making it look like there was a terrorist attack or whatever. Like it says, hold funerals for the mock victims, or you know, send you know, have these people chartered on a plane and then send mm-hmm. out a plane which is unmanned, like a drone plane, to get shot down. Yeah, which is. The the fact that they mentioned the use of unmanned planes, I think, um, gets pointed to a lot 
uh, in the 9-11 conspiracy saying, well, they were going to do it here. That's why they did it mm. with 9-11. Yeah. But yep. the whole point of having unmanned planes was so no one would die. And then what? They're oh, going to yeah, get yeah, exactly. that, tweet that like they're a, a good false. I'm not trying to defend. <laughs> I'm not trying to defend them. I'm just saying a good false flag. No one's going to die, let alone 3000 people. And you're not going to destroy your economy. No, like, no. It's no, just I'm such a stupid you. thing. And the other thing about a false flag is you don't want anyone to die because if it comes out later that um, the government staged this, the government can say it'll be a new government by that stage, like meaning new people. But the 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 people who perpetrated it, they can say like, oh well, you know, it was for the best because we needed to go to war, blah blah blah. But you can't justify killing your own people. Yeah, no, so like, no, no one's been the rest of their life, or they'd be executed or whatever. Like if it turns out the Gulf of Tonkin was a legitimate false flag, and Lyndon Johnson knew that they weren't under attack, then people would be annoyed. But if if Johnson killed 3,000 Americans. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a big difference. He'd be dead. It's yeah. as simple as that. Yeah, it's a big they difference. Would've, they would have killed him. They would have killed him. And you don't need four commercial airliners. Like, they hijacked four commercial mm-hmm. airliners. Why not just one? Why do they just get one plane and crash it near the National Mall in D.C.? You know, like, where the White House is and where Congress is and just say, oh, they were trying to hit the White House or they were trying to hit Congress. Yeah. So, you know, they're attacking our democracy they're attacking our system of government like yeah. you don't need four planes and to fly it into two big buildings like that why, why not just one and why not crash it near an important building well i think that three thousand people has a much greater effect than one empty plane <laughs> so <laughs> you're wrong mate they needed to kill 2977 people um and it's because they wanted that oil money bitch um <laughs> But no, seriously, uh, yeah, it's a terrible false flag because you, unless you're in a dictatorship with like Putin, a boy, um, <laughs> and you're never going to face come up and so no one's ever going to look into it, in which case you don't really need to do a false flag anyway. But um, yeah. killing people as part of a false flag is, is not a great idea uh, unless you, you know that even after you've left government, you can keep all that suppressed because they'll kill you. Like If Bush was in on it, and someone finds out now, he'll be facing execution, surely. Absolutely. That's 3,000 lives. Like, it, it, it's, tre- it's like treason on like the highest level or something like that. I don't know the exact terms, but he'd have to be. There would be a new American revolution. People would take to the streets. If, if people thought their government would do that to them or could do yeah. that to them, they'd take to the streets. Exactly. There'd be blood. There will be blood. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think the Illuminati would let Bush take the fall for it. Mm. Well... <laughs> Mate. But yeah, when people point to operations northwards, like, uh, first of all, like I said, they weren't actually planning to kill anybody. It was clear that it was, like, I mean, it was some, it was some seriously shady shit. They were trying to, like, the yeah, CIA absolutely. was suggesting, suggesting that they have a military intervention in another country, um, and that they lie to the American people to do it. So I'm not defending yeah. it. It's totally ridiculous. And I'm glad that Kennedy didn't do it. But yep. I mean, like that's that's the thing. First of all, no one was supposed to die. Second, Kennedy rejected it. He said, "Like, what are you crazy? I'm not doing that." And then third of all, like people found out about it. <laughs> so it's <laughs> yeah, it didn't it didn't happen. But people still like we know about the plan. We know that it was a plan. Well, it's a shitty plan if you're just recycling the playbook and then thinking you're gonna get away with it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, like oh look, here's Operation Northwood or whatever the fuck it was called. I've forgotten now. Norwood. Yeah, Northwood. Northwoods. Northwood. Oh, no. 
It will just leave recycle that, throw throw that in, and we'll exchange Cubans for Arabs, and she'll be sweet, bro. <laughs> like you, if you if you run and plays from an old playbook, people are going to pick up on it. So it is a really shitty way to to go about stuff. I mean, I know it's not identical, but yeah, you know, use plans, etc., for foreign intervention. Yeah, I mean, I I do like the whole. Well, I mean, don't like it, but I do like that the um the whole idea that you know there was no people in the in the planes. Have you have you heard this one? Yes. They were drones. They were drones or that like they flew in as passengers. Um, they were forced, you know, for whatever reason, like to fly off into some undisguised location, make calls to their loved ones because planes that, I mean, phones don't operate at, at those altitudes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Um, which by the way, I don't think we've covered that, but I think we need to. Um, <laughs> and then empty planes were flown in there and there was no bodies or whatever. And they were like, oh, everyone was vaporized, et cetera. But I do know that on the Deutsche building, behind like in a in sort of the general area behind the world trade center on the plot fight plot um they did find body parts from a lot of these people and they were able to identify them so i, I don't understand how that holds any so any weight as um a conspiracy theory when you actually find the body parts of people like a lot of teeth and bones and stuff like that um on the deutsche building that was kicked up as well when the buildings collapsed and it landed on top of the deutsche building they found like hundreds of bone fragments there like months afterwards yeah and, and I mean, it's horrifying to think about, but yet little like fragments of bone, um, someone found them on the roof. So then they canvassed the roof again because no one had obviously searched on top of there for some reason. And they found like literally hundreds of bone fragments. A lot of those were people from the planes. And because they've got a map, which I was, I saw somewhere, I don't have it up now, but it shows where every body part has been found and how far away and stuff like that. And it's, it's horrifying, Ooh. absolutely horrifying. Like they found it on scaffolding like weeks later and stuff like that. Oh, that is gruesome. It is disgusting. Um, so, like, the idea that, that there were people in the planes and that they were flown away somewhere else and made calls to their loved ones and these people who were being forced to do this weren't going to say something like, help me, I'm being taken by the government. Yeah. Like, they left voicemails. So it wasn't even like they were talking to them or something. They, they left a voicemail. Like, they knew it was being recorded. Mm. Like, if you're afraid to say something to your loved one because no one will believe them, but you could leave a voicemail when you get the voicemail. That's right. That's right, and they could play and they've the got recording. physical evidence, yeah, and they didn't do that. So it's like it's insane, but I, I do like the idea that the the they were able to swap out the planes mid-flight. Like I I find that it, that'd be that, if it actually happened and people didn't die, but you know if it actually it would actually be kind of impressive, you know, if they were able to disguise cruise missiles or drones <laughs> or something as planes and then fly them into the building. I don't know. It's like the hijackers were Bane, and he's like, we're going to crash this plane. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Holy shit. Yes, like that. But it, it, it'd almost be impressive with how evil it is, I guess, is what I'm saying. Now, now speaking of cruise missiles, mm. um, something we haven't talked about yet is mm. the other two planes. Yes. Um, obviously, we've spoken about the two that hit the Twin Towers, mm-hmm. but- uh, there was, of course, the other two planes, the one that hit the Pentagon and then the one that was taken down allegedly by the passengers overcoming the hijackers. Well, um, if I now, could. Do not say allegedly. Do not disrespect those gentlemen. That <laughs> okay. You might get just let's, uh, let's roll on this point, if you know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Come on. That's, that's, the, that's like the, the feel-good story that came out of. Uh, 9-11, but it's still bittersweet yeah. because they died. <laughs> the feel-good like feel story of the year, you know? <laughs> it's fucking <laughs> terrible. Like, it's... No, it's still it's still bittersweet because they, they died, but they, they stormed the cockpit and crashed the plane because they, they knew what was going to happen. Like, we're, you know, 
Speaking of dragging your balls up flights of stairs and stuff like that, they had to drag them all the way to the cockpit. Like, could you imagine getting, like, trying to overtake a plane knowing that you're just going to crash into the ground? Like, mm-hmm. I just want to say, when I said allegedly, I meant because it's not 100% clear that that's what happened. There, there's also the possibility that the plane malfunctioned. Um, so I've heard. Mm. Malfunctioned in what way? What do you mean? And, and, and crashed. Well, I heard either either thing happened that they, they got into the cockpit and there was a struggle and the plane crashed because no one was, mm. you know, yeah. manning the controls or whatever, or that they were about to break in, so the hijackers like, fuck it, let's just take it down now. But, yeah. Okay. Yeah, like, I mean, they've got the recordings, like uh, United Flight 30, uh, 93's fl- um, flight recordings, um, and they've let the, like, the family listen to it and stuff like that. I, I remember reading that somewhere, but they, I don't think they released them, like, for anyone else. I'm, I'm not sure I could be incorrect. Yeah. Have you? Have any of you heard it? Or I'm not no. sure. No, no. I, I think that they, they deliberately didn't release it because of, you know, how disrespectful that would be, but they gave yeah. their family the option to listen to it if they'd like to, the family of the, the um, victims. Um, yeah. And from what I understand, because people who have heard it have, you know, said what's on there, and, you know, from all the flight data and stuff like that, that when they broke into the, the cockpit, their decision was obviously – try and take control of the plane again if they can't, or if not, bring it down, you know, to, to stop it, you know, yeah. basically to t- take control of the plane and if not, bring the plane down. And they actually used a food cart or something to smash down the door, it sounds like, based on the sound of the recording or whatever. Um, and when they were about to, the plane, whether it was deliberately or not, was thrown upside down and then no one obviously was able to, like it was put into a nosedive and upside down, so oh. they inverted it and no one was able oh. to recover the plane so it went straight into the ground. Well, these guys were even the hijackers. They weren't professional pilots. They, no, no. by all reports, they were complete fuck ups in flight school. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, again, I'm just going off stuff that you know has been reported or whatever. But it also sounds like like when they did open the, you know, burst into the cockpit or whatever. Like one of the hijackers was screaming like, "Don't like pull it up or something." Like so, even at the last minute, he changed his mind. The gutless fucking yeah. coward. Um. So like. They were fuckwits, absolute and completely terrible, just excuses for human beings. Um, mm. But yeah, yeah, no, these guys, these incredibly brave guys on United 93 who tried to take back the plane and prevent any more loss of life. Yeah, it's disrespectful to, <laughs> to even suggest that these guys aren't heroes because what they did took insanely huge balls. And yes, again, yes. in the same situation, I'd probably be, you know, Head down in the you know with a brace position or something and just pissing my pants. Yeah, pissing my pants. So let's roll. You know, uh, if you're gonna have last words, they're pretty fucking ballsy. And <laughs> if it's not on his tombstone, I, I don't know what what should be because it, it should be iconic. More people should know about yeah. how brave these people are. Yeah, that was a guy named uh, Todd Beamer who said that. that was Todd the last Beamer, yeah, thing. Sorry, I, did, I didn't even say his name. <laughs> yeah, that was the last thing he was recorded as saying. Someone was on the. I think he was on the on a phone call or something, and that was the last yep. thing he said to everybody. That are you ready? That's right. Yep. But um, yeah, like those guys. I mean, ironically, because the whole the whole idea of nine eleven was um, you know, a jihadist attack, which is martyrdom that they think they're they're killing themselves for the in the service of God or the service of Allah. Like they're they're sacrificing themselves for the greater good is th- what they think, but um. You know, ironically, it ended up being like all these Americans who actually did sacrifice themselves for the greater good. So they actually turned out to be the the martyrs in these situations. So that instead of 
like you know the survival instinct says that you want to survive as long as possible so even if you think you're going to be flown into a building or flown into Mm. something you know that's an extra hour of life or whatever so for these guys to to actually to face their death not you know to to put it in their own hands and to deliberately do it as soon as possible in order to save other people is very ballsy and you could say that they were going to die anyway but like if you know you're going to die in an hour then that hour becomes the rest of your life so for you to Mm, absolutely absolutely you hold on to it for as long as you can exactly so for you to cut that short because you know sacrificing yourself is like a really heroic thing so i think that was that was why i said that was like the good story to come out of it because that was something that really resonated with me yeah well i mean yeah it is. well i mean on, on a day when we saw the absolute worst of people we also saw so many examples of the absolute best of people as well which i think yes yeah, again is one of the one of, I, get, I, I mean if anything good like you said is going to come out of it that that would be like you saw firemen running to their death un, unfortunately you know running up flights of stairs in a burning building you saw these people trying to um stop any more loss of life at, at you know at the cost of their own life um because they they were getting news of you know what was happening in in Manhattan and stuff like that. so they knew what was happening and they they had a pretty good idea that they were going to die but even though it's not a 100% certainty they still knew that you know they could save other people way you saw the absolute best of people and the absolute worst of people on that one day so it's like, it's insane yeah okay so uh that leaves us with the fourth plane uh the plane that hit the pentagon now the biggest biggest hole in the story there is <laughs> the the hole itself. Here we uh, go. There's no there's no impact from the wings. <laughs> Explain that one, Bradley. Well, clearly it was a cruise missile. Case closed. <laughs> um, that is that is what is alleged. Yep. <laughs> uh, from what I understand, uh, now I correct me if I'm incorrect, but. Uh, <laughs> That's not the experience. <laughs> um, no, uh, from what I understand, the, 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 the Pentagon isn't your uh, standard building. Uh, it's not a <laughs> not your not just just thrown together haphazardly. Uh, I, I think I think they uh, they did consider security when they built it. Mm, yeah, possibly. Um, maybe one a little bit, but uh, from what I understand, it's, it's quite thick, made of reinforced concrete with uh, steel rebar and. When a plane, an aluminium plane that's composed mostly of lightweight materials, um, you know, excluding the jet engines, uh, hits it, it doesn't punch a, ha- uh, a plane-shaped hole in it. It, um, it only leaves a, well, relatively small, like in comparison to the plane, left a smaller hole because it shredded people and plane when they impacted. You know in cartoons when, like, somebody just, like, runs and jumps through a door Straight and it through. just leaves a person... Yeah. <laughs> A person, uh, <laughs> like, like a wily coyote or some shit. Yeah, it's like a person-shaped hole, and uh, yeah, that's not exactly what happens when planes hit buildings. But I guess that's the conspiracy. Yeah. I don't think the Looney Tunes have uh, led me wrong so far. Physics <laughs> <laughs> is pretty sound, I must say. From what I understand, though, they're also the the biggest um, gripe that a lot of these truthers have with the the Pentagon one is also. Uh, and it, it was a video which you linked earlier, Mark. So they're saying that they can't find any. There's no remains. Not remains. Sorry. Um, remains wreckage. of the plane. Yeah, wreckage. That's what I'm going for. Yeah, the wreckage of the plane is left over. Um, but I, I mean, just in a in a haphazard sort of Google 
I've managed to find, you know, pictures of the flight recorder box and um, wreckage that was strewn about on the on the like the lawn of the Pentagon. And yeah, there's a photo of one of the engines sitting on the on the Pentagon's front lawn. So, so I don't know where they're coming from with that, but it, it, it seems pretty apparent that there was wreckage there, um, and that when it punched its way through into this, was it they call it the C building? Is it the C section or C section? Because they they lol. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, the the C part of the building that um, well, I was actually just showing Morgan uh, a bit earlier that uh, we've got a ma- there's actually a map, a very detailed map of where they found human remains. Mm. And they've actually superimposed it over over the you know the schematics of the um, the the actual building itself, and you can see quite clearly where where the building collapsed afterwards um, and and the trajectory that the the plane and, and the wreckage and the debris and whatnot. Um, mm. Took and from what I understand is that there is a punchy out section which is about sixteen feet in diameter uh, on the on the outside like the internal side um, of that C building and that is where from what I understand is the the actual landing gear because it's much more dense than the rest of the plane and all that me- mechanism punched through the wall there and that's also where you find a majority of the body parts and stuff like that which would suggest that they were you know carried with it um, which is kind of disgusting to say the least yeah <laughs> horrifying. So I mean, I get that the Pentagon the what what might get people is that they they refuse to release the eighty seven angles or something that they have of the fire, the mm. the crash. But I, I don't see how you can argue it. Like it, it's pretty obvious that what happened. I, I don't know. And unless you guys have some some more input, or- it is it is slightly um, suspicious that there is only one um, one video that was released mm-hmm. of the plane hitting. The Pentagon, and it's actually six still frames from a security camera in a car park. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, you'd think if there was better footage, I don't know. I don't see the reasoning behind keeping it um, hidden, locked away, a secret. Mm. But I'm I'm not in the highest echelons of the well, government. It's, the, it's <laughs> an intelligence. It may just not be apparent. It's an intelligence building. Like, it's probably the, like, you know, that's where all the, U.S. intelligence comes out of and stuff. I, don't know. I guess they're very secretive about the whole place in general. I mean, well, my, my yeah, my my general opinion would be that they're probably reticent to give the the footage away because it's their their hub of security, like national security. Like, isn't that that's what the Pentagon's famous for? It's defense and security and whatnot. You wouldn't, yeah, kind of just be giving well. away. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, I would say. <laughs> um, but I mean, again, pre nine eleven, I don't think anyone considered a plane a weapon. No. It's also, um, I don't know, we brought out is that brought up the whole shoot down theory. Like, apparently that was changed. Well, yeah, people say, why didn't why didn't they shoot down the planes? Why didn't they shoot down the planes? But mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, no one would have. I mean, this this is what Lachlan was saying before about the government just being shit at everything. Like, the government is so bureaucratic that no decisions get made on the spot. Like, it doesn't matter if it's uh, you know defense or any other department, like Department of Education, mm. like uh, sorry, Transport, stuff like that, no decisions get made that quick. You know, everybody has some other person above them in the bureaucracy that they have to get approval from and then they have to get approval from them and then we'll oh, submit this yeah. form and we'll get blah, blah, blah. Like, it's so, that you know, I don't even know if they would know whose final decision it would be and how to how to reach that person in the most effective and quickest time, or whatever. Like the just the gov- government itself is just not built for quick reactions. And no, you no. Can, yeah, like you have war games and stuff like that. 
to prepare yourself for certain situations, but like when it actually happens, I don't know if they're going to react in the most appropriate time. And then does anyone, does anyone really want to live in a country where the, the, the uh, military is just shooting down planes because they went off course? Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you, you wouldn't want to live in that fucking country. Yeah. Like the pilot, the pilot isn't responding and the planes off course. Let's shoot it down. Like, yeah. Well, it's a I pretty mean- fucking big decision to make. Pre-September 11, you wouldn't have even dreamed of it. You'd just be like, oh, something's clearly not not going well right in the cockpit or, you know, there's an instrument malfunction or something. Oh, and but, there, but, are, I mean, there are hundreds and hundreds of planes, like, in American airspace at all times. Like, yeah. they they would have to be on the, uh, you know, talking to all the pilots all the time and stuff like that, and then they've got to keep track of which ones they've talked to, and then, oh, we haven't talked to this pilot for 10 minutes. Has he been hijacked in the meantime? Blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. it's just way too yeah, much. Yeah, I know. I mean, and, and the thing is, like, instruments fail. Like, it, it happens in airlines all the time now. I mean, a lot of, you know, air, like, crashes and stuff are caused mm. by instrument failure. Um, so, like, what if, what if someone's navigation is just not on point and they're off, off by a couple of degrees or something like that, which, it, or, or, or you shoot them down because they're not responding or, like, how much time is too much yeah, time, exactly. you know? Like, they're, they're insane parameters that you'd be trying to put, like, box yourself in with there and it, no one wants to make that call, and I think uh, a lot of people are like, "Oh, it's a conspiracy because they changed the the shoot down laws or something that uh, colonels couldn't get approval to do it. Like they had to get approval, sorry, to do it, rather than being able to make the call themselves. And that happened, you know, sometime before this. And everyone was like, "Oh, Cheney, Cheney was making the call to let him fly into the thing and not shoot things down." And I just think that in a pre September 11 world, they would. The bureaucracy, like you were speaking about, they might have changed the shoot-down laws. I, I don't know. I haven't looked into it. But if they did, it was probably more of a bureaucratic thing than a nefarious purpose, you know? Yeah. Like, they, they like government loves to be involved in shit. And so they're like, yeah, we'll just take away this thing, colonels, because it'll make us look bad if a colonel goes rogue and shoots down mm-hmm. a fucking thing, like an airliner or something. So we'll just make it so that, you know, some sort of executive branch has to give the the order. Yeah, exactly. The president's the commander-in-chief, so, I mean, they have final yeah. say on all military stuff, so it makes sense that they have the shoot-down orders as well. And, I mean, um, I don't know if you guys know about um, Stanislav Petrov, who was the, um, the uh, I think he was a general or a colonel in the um, Soviet Army, and he was, uh, in the 80s, he received a warning that the uh, Americans had launched nukes coming straight for Moscow. and that I, I did hear about this. They were going to hit in five minutes, so he had to respond because if he doesn't respond, you know, America takes out Moscow. So um, that was a protocol. If America um, launches nukes, you launch them back. You shoot down Washington or New York or whatever. And um, yeah. he, he refused to launch the nukes, and then it turned out that it was a system malfunction and it was like a... It was playing, uh, you know, it malfunctioned and it was playing a simulation that it shouldn't have been playing. So it looked like America had launched news, but they didn't. So that guy almost, well, he, he didn't. So he's a hero, but he, he could have, um, he could have launched nukes in a justifiable or understandable way because of the uh, malfunction. So I think everyone's going to be very, when it's your ass on the line, you know, you're going to be very careful about. The sort of decisions you make about mm. to shoot down things or to attack an enemy or absolutely. Oh, all right, guys. Well, we're running way over time. Yeah. Um, a lot to cover. Yeah, lots, lots and lots to cover, and it's a, it's a sensitive topic. Yep. Um, but look, I'm glad we took the time. 
Um, I was saying to you guys last week before we we originally intended to record this episode that um, the the research for this episode had me in in sort of a really uh, really dark place. Um, I, I obviously I remember when it happened because I was old enough to remember it, but I didn't really assess it properly at the time. Yep. Um, and even even I mean Morgan, you and I went to the. The Memorial Center in yeah. New York. Um, and even then, I don't think it still really hit me, um, just just the impact um, that this had on the world. But uh, it, do, doing this research, it definitely did. And look, I feel, I feel now that we've talked about it, um, I, I feel a lot of weight off me, <laughs> which is good. It feels a weight off you. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We were talking about this last week, and um, yeah, I, you were telling me you were watching a certain video that like uh, really stressed you out. And I remember I watched a documentary uh, a few years ago. It was called "The Children of 9-11, and it was about people who um, were very young when their uh, parents died in the towers, and or um, you know, I think one of them wasn't even born yet. Like his mum was pregnant, and his dad died before he was born. So. Like those, those really got me going. So yeah, but I, I, I usually watch documentaries about it every year, and it, uh, yeah, no, it has a pretty uh, intense effect on me. So yeah, I'm glad we, I'm glad we talked about it. So wait, are we, are we gonna do like a final thoughts here? Or? Yes, I was just about to say, uh, we're we're wrapping up. So as as is and will be tradition, final thoughts, gentlemen. Well, you can go first. Uh yeah sure okay so um. Yeah, I, th- I think it's really hard to argue this sort of these sort of things with um, people because uh, this really is their hobby. So, you know, whereas you might be really into sports or your job, and you know that's what you spend your time looking into and uh, trying to learn about. Like uh, these people just spend all their time looking at like these really obscure inconsistencies and um, conspiracy theories and try to make up a whole narrative from that so it's really hard to argue with them like you might be able to convince them that you know one of their 100 reasons that 9-11 was an inside job is wrong but then they go oh, okay whatever but what about these other 99 and you know you, you shouldn't have to be an expert on debunking bullshit so um i wouldn't waste your time arguing with people um, <laughs> and yeah this, this is one of the ones that uh upsets me so i think i'll join brad on in the uh, Jimmy's Russell category, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it uh, it really bothers me. And some of the arguments they, um, you know, it's like an exercise in sophistry. It sounds really good when you say it originally, and then you look into it. Like the false flag thing, you go, oh yeah, well, two wars were started after it, and then you think, well, if you were to do a false flag, why would you do it this way? Like, the arguments sound okay, but they don't hold up, and it's uh, it's a lot of bullshit. Mm. I think excellent point. Uh, Bradley? Well, I mean, well, you've, you've been too kind. You, uh, <laughs> you, 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 you've been too generous with these people, these fucking degenerates. Um, <laughs> when you have to wade through, and I, again, I think I, I've mentioned this before, but when you have to wade through a mountain of evidence to find an inconsistency, um, and whether that be just people who lived it, experienced it, um, all these kinds of things, you're being a cunt, <laughs> basically. <laughs> and not only that, the, the the, the the event that you're being a kind of about is 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 such a 
a powerful one. It changed the, the world as we know it. It changed the Western world as we know it. So many people died. So many, like I said earlier, we, we saw the worst and the best of people in one day. Um, and you, you, you're being so incredibly disrespectful when you start throwing all this shit out there. Um, that I, I you don't deserve the time of day. Anyone who, who is a 9 11 truther, um, if I personally know you <laughs> and you know this, you can go fuck yourself. And I mean that in the most sincere way possible. Um, Morgan and, and Lachlan have brought up here that, you know, how, how it affected them and stuff like that. And, and again, you know, we, we were kids when, when this happened. Um, but I, I do remember, uh, probably I think it was when I was coming up to the, the 10th anniversary, um, that I, you know, there was all these documentaries and stuff like that. And I, I saw a video, um, and I, I've linked it to you guys before. And I, I'm, I'm hesitant to tell anyone else who hasn't seen it, but it's, it's Kevin Cosgrove's last words. And it's when he's in the tower as, as they collapse. And I don't think any, a video in my entire life has moved me so much as that video. It gets so incredibly terrifying. And you're with this guy in his last couple of minutes on earth. And, and I just, anyone who just, throws any of these insane bullshit conspiracy theories out he's being disrespectful to poor people like kevin cosgrove so you can go fuck yourself i hate to uh you know argue your final thoughts there brad but i think um the the people that believe it was a inside job i wouldn't say that they're necessarily uh callous or anything like i think they're obviously um no 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 they're being callous in there completely not a disregard for the mountains of evidence in front no, of them to find minor inconsistencies but, they, but i don't think that's a good argument because they'd say the same about you they'd say that oh you're not looking into it really and you're disrespecting the victims by not trying to you know hold, no, hold the real we, people, we, people to have account. looked into it the niast has looked into it multiple different people have looked into it there's books and stuff yeah, dedicated right, to debunking all they're delusional shit. but i don't think they're psychopaths i think they want to hold the people to account who did it they just think the wrong people did it but i i'd see your point as well that if your if your dad or your mum or your brother or something died in the towers then you probably wouldn't want people pushing pseudoscience and stuff and trying to convince you that it was really somebody else like you know if, if somebody kills your um loved one and then they go that wasn't the real killer the real killer was even though they're trying to do something that they think is good. Oh, it the, would the real killer still... was a fucking B B two bomber disguised as a cloud. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me that that's not disrespectful. I'm sorry, mate. I know you, you, you're just giving them way, way too much credit. They're just a bunch of fucking idiots. And I think it they're is trying incredibly to disrespectful. I think they're trying to hold people. No, they're account. not trying to do anything. They they have too much time, and they're just too retarded to realize, and too socially awkward to realize that what they're doing has actual yes. consequences of yes. real people's lives. Yeah, I'm not saying that they're completely and utterly psychopaths, but they're fucking retarded and they're dickheads <laughs> and they just need to fucking stop it, all right? And honestly, it's it's incredibly disrespectful. I know they don't think they're being disrespectful, but I, I didn't even lose someone and it, and it fucking pisses me off. I couldn't imagine if my mum or dad or cousin or brother or sister or wife or whatever had died in that, how, how infuriated I would be with the suggestion that a fucking plane could disguise itself as a fucking cloud <laughs> and projected a plane onto a cruise missile, it's incredibly disrespectful, especially to the people who died trying to help people as well. Like, because they didn't they didn't have to put themselves in that situation to listen to to, to be remembered this way because dickheads saying, oh, you know, this guy who ran up to the 117th floor story as a firefighter trying to rescue people and then subsequently had the plane, the towers fucking collapse on him. He... He didn't have to do it. He wasn't in the tower. Like, he wasn't trapped. He, he didn't have to come into work. He did that because he's a good person. And then to hear this shit, and I know oh, you say, oh, they're not being callous. I know, but 
just because you're not trying to be careless doesn't mean you're not a fucking idiot and, and that your actions don't have consequences. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I'd saying. agree with that. That I don't think they're intending to be careless. I probably should have said that. I don't think they're intending to be. But it definitely comes across that way. If you, if um, something de- deeply personal and traumatic happened and then someone's going, well, it's not the real story, then that, uh, you know, wouldn't necessarily be intended to, um, you know, upset you, but it would upset you. For sure. Well, it fucking upsets me, and I didn't even lose anyone. So <laughs> I don't know why this I one gets you so. I don't know why this one gets you so hot, Brad. Like, I, well, I mean, it was probably the fact that two thousand nine hundred seventy-seven people died. But yeah, yeah, that's probably yeah, okay, yeah. But, and over six thousand more injured. Yeah, exactly. It, and there's it, when you consider the people who have died since as well, due to you know, like with the cleanup efforts and and all the stuff that was kicked up and stuff like that from the actual classroom, there's thousands more victims and they oh, don't absolutely. really... absolutely. Those, those buildings were full of asbestos. Yeah, what, what happened that day had, had serious consequences for everyone and then I just find it incredibly, incredibly annoying as well as disrespectful when people are like, fucking government did it, Jews did it, fucking... Yeah, the day. I think once and, and like, once this becomes the number one pop, uh, podcast in the world, which obviously that's going to happen pretty soon, we should um, we should start like a I give it a couple. We of should months. start a GoFundMe for Brad to go to the nine eleven um, memorial because that's where all the people protest and hold their signs and stuff. And I just want to see. Oh, they do not protest the memorial. Do yeah, they? he can single handedly. Tear them all to well, shreds. I just love to see. Oh, uh, don't send me that. Uh, I just, I'll get arrested in a foreign country. Yeah, I know. I just, <laughs> I, was say, I just want to see Brad punch one of them, and then like you'd be like, I "Thought this was America." <laughs> 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 it's America. It's America. Yeah, I think we should definitely fund Brad to go over there and um, get into arguments with protesters. Mm-hmm. All right, audience, you you heard it. Make it happen. Do you have any final thoughts, Lachlan? Uh, no, I think I, I think I, I put it best just before uh, when I said it. I think I feel like a weight's been lifted off me being able to finally talk about this. And obviously, I I do not believe any of the conspiracy theories. I believe one hundred percent that uh, Al Qaeda are responsible, were responsible, are responsible for what happened. And I'm glad that uh, Osama bin Laden got a bullet in the brain. Because he's just an evil, evil. You know, evil's not a word to throw around lightly, but he was an evil man. Burn in hell. All right, I can get behind that. All right, guys. Uh, well, thanks for joining me. As always, it has been a pleasure, and uh, I'll catch up with you in the next one. See you guys. See you guys.